in today's show. I'm looking across the NBA at all of the injury news. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to talk injuries across all 30 teams, COVID absences, which are clearing up quite a bit at the moment. So let's crack in straight off and start with the Atlanta Hawks. And while we are getting positive news um, around the NBA, I guess the... Was it positive? No, not really. In Atlanta... It was actually the opposite of positive. It was actually quite uh, negative in terms of um, the status of your mate, DeAndre Hunter. Basically, they said, and I thought he might have been back like next week, no timetable to return. Uh, That's not great, obviously, with his wrist surgery. So we're expecting... He wasn't a 12-team league guy before the injury. He's not worth stashing now um, with the injury perhaps going maybe another week. It's just... It's a little bit troublesome, I guess, just that... Again, he's having these long-standing issues. Last season, it was the knee that dragged on and on. And now it's the wrist that looks to be pushing out a little bit further as well. Not great. In terms of other injuries, Cam Reddish hurt his ankle last game. Well, actually on Friday. And missed most of Friday. Then missed all of Monday. He went right down to the wire there. He was a game-time decision. So we don't expect that he's going to be out for a long period of time. But... It's obviously frustrating. He, I I think with Bogdanovich and Herder back, it's hard to look at Reddish as a must-roster player. Um, He had some good stretches when a bunch of blokes were out, but that's just it. It it was with uh, a bunch of those players on the sideline, and we've seen Reddish be quite up and down basically throughout his whole career. And when other players are back, he might play... um, He might play 25 minutes or so. Yeah, it's, it's not enough to be... Um, not enough to be a must-roster guy. In terms of their COVID absences, Johnny Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, Gorgie Jeng, and Jalen Johnson, they are the four COVID absences at the moment. I think there's a huge chance they are all back on Wednesday. We don't know that for sure. Maybe Bogdanovich is pushed a little bit further out because he was entering protocols like a day after those other players, but they could all return for Wednesday's game, which takes value away from the big minutes that Gallinari was getting and DeLon Wright and Lawawu Cabrero and, and even Kevin Herter to a smaller extent. On to the Boston Celtics. Some positive news there with Rob Williams, the Rock DJ. Rock DJ. He's back. He missed last game due to a toe issue, but he's back. He will play on Wednesday. And more positive news for Boston. Um, actually, we'll talk about those other injuries there. Jabari Parker is questionable with a dental issue. Romeo Langford uh, missed last game with a non-COVID illness. Broderick Thomas is dealing with a back issue. Um, we don't really care too much about those guys. Langford was starting, but he won't be as we move forward. But the other positive news is Jason Tatum has been upgraded to questionable 
with his COVID absence. Um, Ennis Freedom also questionable. Aaron Neesmith questionable as well. Not that Neesmith and Freedom are going to play necessarily, but Tatum coming back is huge. It obviously drops the value of Schroeder, of Brown, of Smart, everyone. Uh, Brown has taken so many shots and playing so many minutes, so he's going to see that value tumble pretty significantly now that Jason Tatum is returning. For the Brooklyn Nets, that no, uh, no COVID absences. Joe Harris is still out. Still dealing with that ankle surgery, probably a couple more weeks away from him returning. He won't, I don't think, be a 12-team league guy when he returns, nor will Paddy Mills. No, I think Paddy Mills is going to lose that 12-team value pretty quickly anyway. LaMarcus Aldridge missed last game due to a foot problem. He's officially questionable for Wednesday's game. How they run the Claxton-Aldridge combination is still a big question mark. But in other news, Kyrie Irving, the Crystals have aligned, and he will play on Wednesday. I don't know whether he will play his full minutes. I actually don't know what Yahoo's going to do in terms of injury status for Irving. Now, again, I highly recommend that every league has IL plus if you play on Yahoo, not regular IL. And if you do have IL plus, then Kyrie will be eligible to put into that slot on the games that he doesn't play. And I know he's not injured. And IL, to stop people complaining about this, IL should just be changed to inactive list doesn't have to be injury list. Call it inactive list. And get rid, rid of all your problems. He's not injury. He's not injured. Why is it fair? It's not... We're playing fantasy, man. Like, just... If a bloke's not playing, it's not in our control. Like, you should be able to put him there. Anyway, I don't know whether he'll be marked as INJ for those games that uh, are home games that he can't play. I don't know. Um, I would imagine if he had been INJ previously... For the first 35 games of the season, then I don't know why that would change. But I could be wrong. But Kyrie is going to play on Wednesday. The next opportunity for Kyrie to play is on Wednesday, the 12th of January. This is going to be the frustration with Kyrie. There is a four-game stretch between uh, on Monday, the 17th of January through to the 23rd of January. So that week, two weeks from now, where he'll play all games, all four games on the road. And that's sick. That's great. Top 10 player joins your fantasy squad. But yeah, with the amount of other missed games this month, it's going to be pretty rough. Because then out of the next um, seven games after that, Irving plays one. And that's what that's why it's going to be an issue. And that's why I think in a daily changes league, it's actually not going to be worth having Kyrie Irving. And you can say you've got injured reserve and you can slot him down there, but that means all every one of your ads for the week is used to replace the games that Irving slots in and out of there. And I'm not sure that works out for you. We'll see. The Charlotte Hornets, their injury report, relatively bare. PJ Washington Jr. came out of the protocols, never played, and then went back in. So maybe some false test results there. We're not sure um, when his return will be. I am not 100% convinced he's going to be must roster. I think he's worth having, and we'll see where it goes. And then Vernon Carey Jr. and Scott Lewis are also in the COVID protocols. They could be back any game now, but it doesn't matter because they will not play as we have seen all season. But if you're playing with too many subscriptions, there's just too many of them, and not all of them are Scotty Lewis's and Vernon Carey's. Some of them are actually important. Then, sorry to Scotty and Vernon's parents. Um, then you need Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying 
four subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Let's go to the Chicago Bulls. Alex Caruso. They don't play again, the Bulls, until Friday. Alex Caruso, I would expect to be returning on Friday. That is going to put a dent in what Kobe White's been doing. But White gets a marginal reprieve because Javante Green is out for the next two to three weeks with that groin issue. Green had been starting. I'd imagine they'll go straight back to Caruso, although they could keep Derek Jones in the starting lineup and bring Caruso off the bench. I just, there was the 23 or so minutes that Green was getting. And last two games without, without Green and Caruso, we've seen big minutes from Kobe White. I don't really see that being able to continue when Caruso returns, but you know, he's worth holding for now. Tyler Cook also had a couple of weeks with an ankle injury, while Marco Simonovic and Tony Bradley are still in COVID protocols. Uh, they should return next game, but they won't play most nights. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Isaac Okoro is out with an elbow injury for two to three weeks. Okoro is not a 12-team league player. He is not a 14-team league player. You can get his ass all the way out of there. Rajon Rondo has been traded, and he is out for Tuesday. We're still conditioning after his bout with COVID, but Darius Garland does return. So the fact that Garland is returning and Rondo is still not there means I don't think you're even... I don't think, you're gonna, I don't think there's any 12-team value in... In Rondo. Now, I know that there's no Okoro, there's no Rubio, there's no, um, now there's no Okoro. But honestly, do you want to play a 30 minute a night role of Rondo next to Garland? I actually don't at all. And I think you're going to get uh, the Discman, CD Arsman, back as well. And, and he's the guy to take a look at there. He's still in COVID protocols. He's still out Tuesday, but I think a return Friday is absolutely on the cards for him. And then we'll see how the whole Osman, Rondo, Stevens, Winler, Gar uh, Garland backcourt works. Um, Dylan Winlock probable for Tuesday with a knee issue. On to the Dallas Mavericks. Willie Cauley-Stein still out with his personal issue. Again, we hope everything's okay. It has been months since we've seen him. Um, and just at this point, we're writing him off from playing really any sort of meaningful role this season. <clears throat> In the COVID protocols, it is Christos Porzingis. Porzingis. He is uh, just freshly in there, so probably another week for him. So I'd, I'd, he's not going to play the rest of this week, would be my guess. And then you've got Trey Burke. You've got Boba Marjanovic, Ja'Cory McLaughlin, and Isaiah Thomas, who are all uh, likely to return. Boban is out um, for Wednesday's game. Uh, McLaughlin's off the injury report. Isaiah Thomas is out, and Trey Burke is questionable. But these are blokes who are just not going to play on most nights, and it doesn't really have that much of an impact. On to the Denver Nuggets. Isaiah Thomas will be waived pretty soon as well. On to the Denver Nuggets. They did lose Isaiah. Austin Rivers' last game with a thumb injury, he left halfway through. We don't know whether he's going to be okay to play on Wednesday or not, but I would be really, really doubtful if Vlatko Chanchar is going to play. That foot injury looked pretty bloody severe when he had to leave and get carried off by his teammates. I just, I, I don't see really any way that he's going to be able to get out there and and play straight away. Like, there's, there's, there's no way. I just, yeah. I don't know what the injury is. I don't know what's happened. If he's out for the season, I wouldn't be shocked. 
That's how bad that injury looked for Chancha. They got Marcus Howard out long-term. Yes, there are videos of Jamal Murray doing windmill dunks. No, this doesn't mean that he should be picked up in fantasy. I think I said this last week. He tore his ACL in April. Like a 10-month return is highly optimistic. That would put it sometime in February around the All-Star break. And even then, he'd be coming back. He'd be on limited minutes. He'd be on limited games played. And we've seen most ACLs. It's a full 12 months. Like we're talking 12 months now for Markel Fultz. He's not back. Tom Bryant's at 12 months. He's not back. John Isaac's at 17 years. He's not back. Like 10 months for for Jamal Murray. I just I don't I don't buy it at all. And when he comes back, he won't be Jamal Murray. He he just won't be. That's what happens when you first come back from an injury like that. He just won't be. Monty Morris and Jeff Green. And Zeke Naji still in COVID protocols. We're not expecting their back Wednesday. I would think Friday is a more likely target. That boosts the value of um, uh, Faku Kampazo as your starting point guard. With Jeff Green out, they've just been running a bunch of blokes there. Small lineups with more Bones Highland, more Jermichael Green, more Davon Reed, but no real 12-team value in those guys. We don't have any update on Kelly Ilenik. The only update we got was a non-update on Kelly Ilenik. He does. He could have value if he comes back before Jeremy Grant, but I, I don't know when he's coming back. We just don't have any clue. I would rule him out for the rest of this week. I would think next week is probably going to be hard for him to come back. And then yeah, by the time Grant comes back, which we're looking at Jeremy coming back probably the end of January, Linick might get a week. It's frustrating. Frank Jackson's out for a few weeks or for a week or so here with an ankle problem. He was not a 12-team league option anyway, and all of their COVID guys are returning. We've already seen Cade and Killian return as well as Lyles and Jackson and Lee. And Isaiah Stewart is now questionable for Wednesday. Uh, so he should be returning in, in that one. And Corey Joseph is actually out for Wednesday. So he's probably the only one who's, well, not probably, he is the one who's still on the sidelines. But with Isaiah Stewart coming back, Trey Lyles loses value. We already saw Hamadou Diallo lose value last game. Um, so all these guys were elevated. Bay's going to maintain for a little bit, but it is going to drop off, I think, later on. And that's the update on them. Now, of course, the big update in Golden State is that it looks like Clay Thompson's going to return on the weekend. They've already made the change to their starting lineup to bring Jordan Poole off the bench. Matchup based. Yeah, my ass. Matchup based. Starting um, Gary Payton there. I don't know what they're going to do with Poole. 17 and 26 minutes the last two games. Is he going to be a 20-minute a night player when Clay is back? 25-minute? I'm holding him. I think he will turn into being a drop. Um, James Wiseman's out of COVID protocols, but maybe he's doing contact work next week. He's not back for weeks. Okay, there's no way he is back before the 20th of January would be my guess. And if he's not back in January, I would not be shocked. And even when he does come back, what role is he having? Like that's, like that's the question. Like what sort of role is James Wiseman having when he returns? Big enough to be a 12-team league guy? Almost definitely not. Andre Iguodala missed last game with his knee. He's going to be in and out with that knee problem all season, I don't think. I don't think too many people are relying upon him for fantasy. And if you are, well, you're aware that this is what's going to happen. For the Houston Rockets, a number of people tagged me in these articles, and I have read them. Thank you for doing that. About Alperen Shingun, the delicate dancer. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps saying that Steven Silas was limiting his minutes because his conditioning wasn't there coming from the less compressed European schedule and that you know, now that he thinks he's ready to go, he'll get more minutes. And that's all well and good. But I'm still not convinced he's playing 26, 27 minutes a night. He should. Christian Wood should go and Shengun should start. I just don't think that this article means that that's going to happen. Now, you know that I think Shengun is a really good level prospect and he can be a top 50 fantasy player if he played 30 minutes a night. 
Getting to 30 minutes a night is going to be the challenge. But if you are in a position where you're sitting okay, then stashing him is, is worthwhile. Now, he is out with an ankle injury. He's probably going to be out the rest of this week. We don't know when he's coming back, whether that's next week or the week after. Um, we're not sure. I expect next week for Shengun, but it's still that same problem is there. Um, in terms of COVID absences, the designer Armani Brooks, he's going to miss the rest of this week would be my guess. And Usman Garuba probably misses the rest of this week as well. Brooks, with the return of everyone else, um, his value is already done. So I, I wouldn't worry about him in most leagues. Uh, Dijon Giroud, Great name. Also in the COVID protocols, but yeah, not a bloke who was uh, going to be playing really at at any stage during the season or, or any significant role. Anyway, uh, good old Dijon Giroud. Um, yep, that is it for the Rockets. Ah, that's what it takes me on to. It takes me on to talking about Built Bar because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We're in January. It's time for, you know, some lame Instagram phrase. New year, new me. Hi, guys. Check out my new protein bars. They're so good. They're low in calories. They're low in fat. So get your built bars. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you can get, just like me, the best tasting protein bars you could ever find. Just also, like, do you want to have a butt like this? It is amazing. And built bar can help you because the protein levels, oh my gosh, they are so high. They are through the roof. So go to built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Built Bar. We are built different. Bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines ever before. As football marches towards the playoffs, Dolphins out, boo. And the college football playoffs happening really, really soon. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Indiana Pacers. TJ Warren, kids, cover. I've got no fucking idea. I, I don't know. The dude broke his foot in January last year. It's January this year. We hear, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, all right. Maybe he's back in January. I, I, I don't know. Wouldn't expect anything from him. I expect that he is back at some point this month, but I don't know. And he will be surely heavily limited. TJ McConnell is still months from returning. And then they've got a bunch of... One of the only teams that's really getting smashed with COVID at the moment. No Brogdon, no Levert, no Duarte, no Keelan Martin, no Jeremy Lamb, Isaiah Jackson, and Goga Badadze all out. That's making Justin Holiday get value. It's making Kiefer Sykes and Dwayne Washington be stream options. Dwayne Washington Jr. Kiefer Sykes. These blokes are actually getting numbers. And Justin Holiday, O'Shea Brissett not really um, taking advantage of it. Tory Craig's minutes are up, but they are one of the only teams that are really getting hit at the moment with COVID protocols. The LA Clippers have got a bunch of injuries. Nick Batum has missed the last few with an ankle injury. I don't believe that Batum is a must-roster 12-team league player. Yes, I know Paul George is out, but Batum has been so wildly up and down and injured himself. He's missed five straight with this ankle injury, and we don't know whether he's going to be back on Thursday. George, I know that people say there is the rumors, and I feel like that stuff gets snowballed quite a lot. Yes, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski did say, you know, there's 
they don't know the timeline of when or if he'll be back this season. And UCL can lead to surgery, but there's no actual whisper saying he's done for the season. That, that's not what's happening. There is that possibility for sure, but when people will often parrot that back to me and say, hey, I've heard rumors that he's out for the season. That's not what is actually happening. And that's how this shit gets, I guess, um, gets snowballed into that information. If this doesn't heal with rest in the next three to four weeks, then surgery does become an option and that does end his season pretty clearly. But it's not like that he has that he is out for the season and they are hiding it and they'll tell us in four weeks. So there is a possibility of this for sure for Paul George. But it's not something that's happened. I don't know when Isaiah Hartenstein is coming back. Hopefully, we can get him back on Saturday from this ankle injury. He has not played since the 18th of December. They said it was a pretty bad ankle injury. That's three weeks, though. We'd like to get him back soon because he will be, I think, a 12-team league player once he returns. Kawhi Leonard, again, Kawhi Leonard tore his ACL in June. I do not think that Kawhi Leonard is having any impact in the fantasy season. If he comes back in March, that's nine months since tearing an ACL. Nine months. The dude's 31 years of age. He's the future of their franchise. Paul George is already out. Do we actually think that they're going to push Kawhi Leonard into a 35-minute or 30-minute-a-night role um, coming back? I, I honestly, no. Uh, no way. I think there's no chance. Maybe you see him in April. Maybe. Even that's 10 months post-ACL. And I know his recovery has been awesome. I'm just not banking on these blokes. Him, Jamal Murray, like banking on them, I think is a foolish thing to do in fantasy. Preston. I like that guy. Preston! Yeah, I like Jason Preston, but he's going to be out for most of this season with his foot injury. And then you've got BJ Boston, Ivica Zubats, and Luke Kennard in COVID protocols. They probably miss at least another game here, meaning there is some deeper league value for Serge Ibaka. With Kennard out, it helps Bledsoe, it helps Mann, it helps Morris. Last game was an absolute shit show for this team. That was so, so bad, and it was hard to judge too much. Amir Coffey also gets a boost with those players out, but it's probably likely just going to be one more game. The LA Lakers, Anthony Davis... Yeah, look, I, I'm not expecting him back for a while. Maybe maybe he is back at the end of January, start of February, my guess. If they held him out until after the All-Star break, I would not be surprised at all. Don't expect... I've heard some people say they expect him back in two weeks. There is almost no way that he's back in two weeks. Kendrick Nunn, I don't actually know what the injury is. Nobody does. I think he had an ankle problem, and he went in to check it out, and they went, oh, by the way, your knee's fucked. But... What's the injury? Maybe it's the same injury as Ja Morant's nebulous uh, knee designation. I don't even know if I'm using the word nebulous correctly. It sounds like it's right. I'm going to look it up. Am I using nebulous correctly? Um, vague or ill-defined? Yes, I am. Thank you. Good job. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know when Nunn's back. And even when he is back, I, I don't expect him to have much of or any impact um, in fantasy. I just don't see that. Stanley Johnson is out. His contract expired, his 10-day, and they haven't brought him back for a new one. They will bring him back for something, whether that's for another 10-day. They can't bring him back for another COVID 10-day because they don't have COVID cases. So they have to wait until actual 10 days can be signed, which is in a few weeks' time, or they have to bring him back on a full-time contract. And they haven't decided what they're doing. So he is out for the foreseeable future. While LeBron is dealing with a fake abdominal injury. It's not fake, but listing him on the injury report every day, he's becoming pretty tiresome. 
onto the Memphis Grizzlies. Zaire Williams, this must have been a bloody big ankle sprain, man. He had the ankle injury, went into COVID protocols, and then came out and still has the ankle injury, still out. He has been officially upgraded to questionable, and he was playing some decent minutes. They weren't good minutes, but the, the actual total of the minutes were decent compared to what his level of play was. And with Conchar and Melton and Brooks out, there is an opportunity for Zaire. Whether he does anything with it, I highly doubt. Tyrell Terry, they signed to a two-way. He's out with an illness, and they've got Brooks, Melton, Conchar, Anderson, and Xavier T. Illman out with uh, COVID protocols. That's probably for uh, Brooks and Melton, probably one more game, maybe two more for Conchar, and then about another week for Kyle Anderson. With those guys out, of course, Morant and Bain are seeing their usage jump up. We're getting more minutes for Brandon Clark and Tyus Jones. They started Killian Tilly last game, whose minutes actually went down in a start, but I think they could, if he does start next game, I think his minutes actually will improve um, over what they were because he was like 0 of 6 shooting in that game. The Miami Heat have a shit ton of injuries, and it's not really all that much COVID-related. Some of it is. But Jimmy Butler hurt his ankle last game. Good thing is, he is officially listed questionable for Wednesday. Um, we hope that he'll be ready to go, but he is questionable. And we know that he's had so many problems with that ankle. Victor Oladipo, chuck it in the TJ Warren basket. i got no idea. I don't expect him to be a 12-team league player. Remember, this bloke has been bad for three years since tearing that quad the first time. Um, has not played all season. Will not play for at least a few more weeks. We just don't know when. And when he's healthy, there's Lowry, there's Hero, there's Robinson, who are all better than him and all have larger roles. He's not a must-roster player in any sense. Bam Adebayo, we're probably another 10 days to two weeks away from him returning. I'm guessing middle of January. 17th, 19th of January, maybe a return for him. Markeith Morris still out with that neck injury after the Nikola Jokic hit. That's really bad. Hope he's all right. He's obviously not. Dwayne Dedman's out with his knee injury. Um, he's probably a couple of weeks away there. I know they said only two weeks for the knee injury, but I, I, I don't buy that uh, for a second. It'll only be out that short amount of time. I think that there is a decent chance that Omer Yetseven can um, hold on to the starting job, or sorry, hold on to the backup job while um, or while Bam is out, I think that well, that's I think Yurt Seven has pushed himself ahead of Deadman uh, long term here. And again, there's development in Yurt Seven. He's shown he can hold his own there. And I don't think that Yurt Seven will be valuable when Bam returns. People say, oh, they'll just start him next to Bam. Will they? They push PJ Tucker to the bench. I really don't think so. And I know, actually, let's try again. I know PJ Tucker came off the bench last game. I don't think that they are prioritizing 30 minutes of Omer Yetseven um, and playing him next to Bam. I just, I don't think there's anything realistic in that at all. Casey Okpala is out with a wrist injury. And they've got Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Marcus Garrett, and Udonis Haslam in protocols. But I think with the return of Vincent and Struess is really, really close. They both should be able to return, I think, on Wednesday. And if Butler is out, I would prioritize Kayla Martin, then Struess, then Vincent. Vincent's more of a guy that if Hero or Lowry goes out, we look to, whereas Struess and Martin are more if Butler goes out. More, more wing players than straight point guard type options. Kyle Guy also for deeper, deeper leagues, if Vincent and Struess and Butler are all on the sidelines. Big injury list there for the Heat. On to the Bucks. We have got Dante DiVincenzo out for the next two to three weeks. If you added him, please drop him. You shouldn't have added him in the first place, but you can drop him now. Does this mean that Allen and Connaughton are must-roster players? I don't think so, but they get more stream value. Brooke Lopez in his back injury. I know a lot of people started adding him on Yahoo. I don't 100% know 
why um, they were doing that. I know there were some reports that you know Zach Lowe said maybe he'd come back early. Oh, I'm, I'm not buying that. COVID absences, Semi Ojale, Jordan Nwora, and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. On a healthy team, these guys don't play. Maybe Nwora plays if with Dante out, but yeah, nothing that's overly exciting. He'll have the occasional blow-up game, but that's about it. The Wolves, look how clean this injury report is. Just Carl anthony Towns, just D'Angelo Russell, and they're both probably playing on Wednesday. So they're back. That means that Malik Beasley, Naz Reed, Jalen Noel, Torian Prince, who all had big games last game, their value is going to go straight into the toilet. Zion Williamson for the Pelicans. He's still out with that foot injury. Um, no, no chance he plays in January. I don't, I, no, there's, there's no way he is ready in January. Maybe, maybe Zion is there in February. I have significant doubts that he's going to play this season, to be honest. Um, I'm losing all hope on that. Thomas Sadoransky in COVID protocols. He's probably going to miss a couple of games. Uh, his absence meant that we finally got some minutes for Jose Alvarado last game. And I was you know, relatively impressed with what um, what we saw. And from for at least the very least, we got, um, we got a, a look of someone who maybe has some future to be a third string or second string point guard on a team that's not that good. Like you don't need to force those minutes to Sadoransky. And I was a Thomas Sadoransky fan, but he's older now and his value is not where it needs to be. On to the New York Knicks. Hello. Uh, Kemba Walker out again with that knee injury. Nice little run of games. I think it's done. I think we can drop him. Um, Derek Rose out with the ankle injury. But in good news, Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel, and the double royal Julius Randle. They are all questionable to return from COVID protocols on Tuesday. That is today when I'm recording this. I don't know whether they'll return, but it means that they're probably going to get back, if not Tuesday, on Thursday. So your ad of OB Toppin, you're great. You got one big game out of him, 45 minutes. That's going to die out. Um, Taj Gibson streaming, that's going to die out. Um, you're going to lose a lot of value there. And then the only player that's going to be out is Rose and Walker, which still still helps McBride and helps Grimes, uh, helps Fournier, helps quickly. But it's all just helps Burks. It's all just such a mess with those blokes. It's hard to really rely upon any of them long-term. But yeah, Julius Randle coming back. It looks like for Tuesday's game against the Indiana Pacers. Now, the Oklahoma City Thunder have made some uh, roster moves. I don't 100% um, know what they're doing. They traded for Mia One, who they are going to waive. They got a second round pick out of that. But in order to acquire One so they can cut him, they had to waive an RIP, because we're not going to get to do this ever again, Gabrielle Deck. I could barely recognize my own dick. Ah, uh, yes. Well, we won't be recognizing our own deck for a while. I do not think... Um, I do not think he is going to be back in the NBA, unfortunately. Ah, oh, shameful. Um, Lou Dort... Missed last game with a knee injury. He'd been just horrid in terms of shooting. Really, really bad. I think he's a hole, but he had been really bad. And then they have Gildas Alexander, Baisley, Robinson Earl, and Trey Mann all in COVID protocols, but all questionable to come out of COVID protocols for Wednesday. So the we'll get a real uh, idea of where Aaron Wiggins' value sits. Ty Jerome had a little bit of a boost. That'll drop off. Isaiah Roby was playing some good minutes. That'll probably fall away as well. But we want to watch where Roby sits, whether they play him over Muscala or Favors or not. But those guys all coming back is going to impact Jerome, Roby, Pokashevsky, Wiggins. Um, and we'll see where all of those guys sit in terms of the uh, in terms of the rotation minutes that they're going to get. Because there is a, there's, there's enough option or opportunities on the Thunder 
for these guys to to make impacts if the rotation works uh, in their favor. The Orlando Magic, finally, some good news. Mo Bamba returned, limited minutes, we, we know that. But Cole Anthony is officially questionable for Wednesday. I don't know what's going on with the ankle injury. He's played one game in the last four weeks, but he is questionable. That is great. Jalen Suggs may be back next week from his thumb injury. Markel Fultz, kids, cover. Who fucking knows? I don't know. At the start of December, yeah, he's doing practices with the G League. Ah, that's cool. We haven't heard shit since. John Isaac, just forget it. Like, forget this bloke. He doesn't exist. Until further notice, the specter just it does not exist. Doesn't exist. Don't stash him. No, no need to hold him. Um. Yeah, there's no... Yeah. Anthony coming back will have a real impact on Tim Frazier's minutes, RIP. It will probably, hopefully, take him out of the rotation completely. And... And then with, look, their, their COVID absences are, are getting close to done. There's only Truma, Akiki, and Robin Lopez. And Akiki's off the COVID injury report. He's off the injury report. While well, Lopez has probably got another game or two back. Or game or two left. I just don't see, um, yeah, I don't see him, well, I don't see Truma being able to be a 12-team league player with everyone returning. And yeah, some of these minutes we're getting for Schofield and Frazier and Gillespie, I think they're pretty cooked. Uh, at that, at this point, with um, with Robin Lopez on his way, uh, on his way back, we'll see a lot going on in Orlando, and hopefully, just hopefully, that means that we get. Oh, it's the end of the Hassani Gravit era as well. Hopefully, we get the return of Cole Anthony for next game, and how that works with Franz Wagner is going to be very, very interesting to watch. The Philadelphia 76ers, Shake Milton, hurt his back last game. Didn't return. We don't have an update on it just yet. They also have Tyrese Maxey in COVID protocols. Matisse Thibel, again in COVID protocols. That might have been a false positive, so we'll see how long he's out. Uh, the package, Jaden Springer. Can't find... Oh, where's, the, where's the package? Oh, I can't find the bloody button. Oh, there it is. The package! And Miles Powell's in COVID protocols. I'm holding Maxey through this. I'm not holding Thibel. Um, Korkmaz had a big game last time out, but I don't trust that at all. In deeper leagues, Isaiah Joe is your option there. Well, Ben Simmons, uh, he's never playing for Philadelphia. Uh, there's, there's no way he's coming back. Whatever bullshit's going on, there's no way he's coming back and playing for them. I don't think he's worth holding as well with so many injuries around the league. Holding him in an injured reserve slot, I think is pretty pointless. I know he's good, but I think you've got to cut bait at some point. For Phoenix, Frank the Tank Kaminsky's out with a knee injury. And then you've got DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, Landry Shamet, JaVale McGee, and Abdul Nutter out with COVID. But Nutter, when he comes back, he's going to go back to being out with his knee anyway. Um, with Ayton, Crowder, McGee out again for Tuesday, you've got one more game of Jalen Smith at least. And then where Smith fits in later on is going to be very, very intriguing. You're probably going to have McGee out for Thursday as well, so Jalen will be the backup there. But I'd imagine Aiton and Crowder should be able to return for that game against the Clippers. On to Portland. Um, CJ McCollum, still no timetable for CJ to return. Let's rule him out for the rest of this week. And probably, you know, maybe, look, that they play Monday next week on a back-to-back, and then they don't play again until Thursday. So I reckon that Thursday, 13th of January, is maybe a more realistic target date for CJ. With him out, you get your Simons bump, you get your Little bump, although Little had been, outside of last game, Little had been out playing Simons. Simons got the bump because Lillard was out. Some comments from Chauncey Billups stating that Damian Lillard's injury might not just be a one-game 
absence, this is why I suggested very, very heavily not to buy low on Damian Lillard is because I thought this could be a problem all season. If they start to go shithouse, and they have, then they will be more cautious in resting him and a surgery decision could end up getting made. That is why I did not want to trade for Damian Lillard. COVID, it's Cody Zeller, Cam McGriff, one of the best names in the NBA, and Brandon Williams. Those blokes won't even remain on this roster. They'll be out of here real soon, while Cody Zeller should be able to slide back in and get some backup center minutes, which probably does hurt someone like Larry Nance and even Bob Covington because they were covering those backup center minutes. Um, in Sacramento, things are pretty clean on the report. Terrence Davis has an ankle problem, but he'd been out of the rotation anyway, and he is only like a 16-team league option at this point. While Rashawn Holmesy Holmes is in the COVID protocol, I wouldn't expect him back maybe Friday's game. Maybe he can play in that one against the Nuggets. With him out, we're looking at Damian Jones as the streamer. Um, Tristan Thompson's too busy posting Instagram story apologies to be playing. Holmes is a hold, and Jones is a stream. On to the San Antonio Spurs, Zach Collins. Don't expect anything from him this year. While Cater Bates-Diop, he is returning. He's off the injury report. He will play on Tuesday with his hamstring. Do they go back and start him foolishly? Oh, they probably will, actually, because Doug McDermott and Lonnie Walker are in the COVID protocols, and they won't be back this week. So Bates-Diop probably gets another start. Do they continue to start Trey Jones? Do they continue to start Devin Vassell? Which one of those guys do they go with? It's still a big question mark. Um... Yeah, that's, I hope it's for sale, but I also like watching Trey Jones play. But Bates Diop back, so deeper leagues will pay attention there. While the Raptors, who had one of the largest injury reports, it's relatively clean. Goran Dragic is out for personal reasons. He won't play for Toronto again. David Johnson is out with a calf issue. And then for COVID, it's just Sfima Hailuk, Yuta Watanabe, and Isaac Bonga. Now, Mahailuk and Watanabe just entered protocols. Bonga's on the way out. But they're not big impact players. Now, with Watanabe out, it does help preserve some value for the wiki Chris Boucher who was going to see his minutes decrease, and we already saw that. But he can at least stay around 20 minutes or so with Watanabe out, that he was getting about 10 minutes a game. And with Sfi out, it helps Banton and Flynn be able to push into the rotation. The Jazz, of course, made that trade, trading away Mia One. They just needed to create a roster spot. That's all that was. Um, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Paschal are both questionable in the... or not, I say in the COVID protocols. They're not. Whiteside's in the concussion protocol, and uh, Eric Paschal is out for... Uh, uh, personal reasons. So again, we hope everything is okay there with uh, with Pascal. Yudoka Azabuke out with an ankle problem. Another, his second straight season with a serious ankle problem. And then lastly, we go to Washington where there are a few injuries. Thomas Bryant with his ACL, no clear update. I would expect two to three weeks for him to return. But again, when he comes back, I do not think he is worth stashing. He is not that good that he's coming in and saying, all right, boys, Tom Bryant's back, 30 minutes, let's go. Because there are two other centers who are arguably or almost inarguably better than him. So I don't even know that he plays every night. Maybe a trade happens. Maybe Harold's gone. I don't know. But yeah, he is not worth holding. He is not coming in. Again, unless something weird happens and a trade happens and there's injuries happening, unless something weird happens, he is not getting uh, 28 minutes a night. COVID, Montrez Harrell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Rui Hachimura, Hal Neto, Aaron Holiday, Anthony Gill, Brad Wanamaker, and Tremont Waters are all in the protocols. That's all cool. So the only guy, the only guy I think that's going to be out a little bit longer here is Dinwiddie, who probably misses Wednesday and comes back Friday. But Harold, Neto, Holiday, they can all possibly return for Wednesday. 
Now, if they all, if Hachimura actually plays, it's going to be a miracle. But if he plays, yeah, how that impacts Kuzma and KCP, and then Neto and Holiday returning, impacting Avdia. What does that mean for Beal at point guard, which has been really, really good the last two games? How does Dinwiddie impact that? There is a lot that's got to squeeze back in to this Wizards rotation. We're going to be watching that pretty clearly. But most of these blokes outside of Bryant are going to be back next game or the game after. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.